When would you say your life was ruined? Well, it was a Thursday morning. Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy ride. You've got a real attitude problem, McFly. You're a slacker. Oh, maybe you need a time out. Welcome to the Luke and Rory podcast. Here are two guys, knuckleheads if you may, who jump in front of a camera and do a Facebook Live show. You know, it's exciting. They have decided to take that Facebook Live show and put it into a podcast. Oh, good for you. Why? Because can you really get enough of Luke and Rory? Ah, a good one. Meet Luke Weaver, who's known for his dead sexy hair. You are an awful man. You are truly a disappointment to us all. Meet Rory Pitts, who's never found an apple cup he can't be disappointed about. I'm telling you, that man does not look stable. Two guys who went to the same high school, love the same music, love sports, love movies, and love their families. Look at these clowns and pig monkeys. All right. Looks like the boys are caffeinated and ready to go. I'm going to get some coffee. You want some coffee? That's enough nonsense. Now let's join the show. Sound good? Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Luke and Rory Facebook Live show. It is Thursday, August 20th, 2020, the year of insanity. Welcome. Uh, I got to point the right direction. That guy over there, he's Luke Weaver. I'm Rory Pitts, and we're finally back together again. We're like we're like Ebony and Ivory, right? One week only, one week special. That's yeah. true. The one week special, uh, because one of us is back and one of us is gone. Yeah. So I'm, I'm trying. I'm just to... physically here. Uh oh. Wanaka. Wanaka. Good morning, Wanaka. You are experienced and exceptional, and anything else that starts with EXP. Let me tell you two things about that move for for george wanaka the bad boy is here uh, says george i'm i'm glad that wanaka made the move to exp right but yep. bitter but bitter that it's not under us <laughs> but knowing that he's about to win a city council seat next year and not have any time to do transactions which will upset dustin <laughs> i feel much better about it so. <laughs> dustin's gonna reach out to wanaka Hey, what, what's what's the deal? Why aren't you doing business? Yeah, don't worry about it. I'm busy running a city, all right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Wanaka, if you could come run for city council in Seattle, that would be awesome. Oh, oh my Goodness. gosh. We Gracious. need a little bit of New York love over here, a little bit of tough love. Oh, man. Oh. Well, hey, okay. I, I, gotta, I shared this with you yesterday, and I'm going to share it with the audience right now. I talked last week. You weren't here. I talked about my fantastic – Cowboy Kent coffee right here in my kettle. Made it this morning in a fresh batch. Bro, Luke is my witness. Yesterday was the first time I had Starbucks in probably two weeks. What were the first words out of my mouth? I, I, I think you just spit it is what you did. You yeah, just, this stuff yeah. is gross. <laughs> Dude, I had to come home and I had to come home and wash my mouth out with some Pete's. <laughs> I never realized. The funny thing is, all these years, I've heard people say, oh, Starbucks coffee's burnt, or Starbucks coffee's not that good, or da-da-da-da-da. And I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. You're a hater. Whatever. Yeah. Well, I became a hater yesterday because I've been drinking the Cowboy Kent coffee for the last two, two and a half weeks. And I've got some this morning, but when I took a swig of that Starbucks dark roast yesterday, oh, it was nasty. Yeah, 
It's not where the it's not where like true coffee lover connoisseurs go. No, no, you and know, I understand it, that now. Yeah, you know, like my sister, we've talked about this before, and yep, you know, she, you know, she'd rather, you know, I said this to you yesterday jokingly, but she'd rather, you know, suck the water out of you know cow manure before she would have Starbucks coffee to keep her hydrated. So <laughs> it's uh, she won't do it. She just won't do it. Uh, got a bunch Lance. of hummingbirds buzzing around the tower back here. Oh, so if you awesome. see one of them flying that's in and out. Awesome. Uh, uh, Lance says, have you tried Death Wish Coffee? I have not. I've heard of it, but I have not. I'll give it a shot. Hey, um, in honor of the Mariners finally winning a game last night. Uh, <laughs> are, they, are they still playing? <laughs> yeah. 8-18, and 18, baby. Broke a seven-game losing streak last night. Whoop, whoop. Wow. So, well, that you know what? That actually sounds like the Mariners. They go 500 for a little bit, and then they crap dude, to bed. So. It's the pitching, bro. I just can't I don't even know. <laughs> anyway, let's move on from that. Speaking of baseball, so Tom Brenneman last night. So for those of you who don't know Tom Brenneman, his dad is like a legendary broadcaster. Tom Brenneman is a legendary broadcaster in his own right. Um, been doing baseball for years. If you hear his voice, you're like, oh, yeah, I know Tom Brenneman. Um, he works, you know, he does baseball for Fox Sports. He's doing the call last night. He's the play-by-play guy for the Cincinnati Reds. And there was a doubleheader. And in between the games, right before they go live, like the pregame. Yep. You know, like they had, well, everything's weird right now with baseball and when things come back from commercials, I guess. I don't know. I don't even know what they're talking about. They're talking about a city. And this dude says, I can't even say it. But he says, oh, that's the... Rhymes with bag. That's the bag capital of oh, the U.S. <laughs> oh, oh! It was anti. And I'll say this: it was anti-LGBTQ. So uh, he doesn't realize he's got a hot mic, and that that broadcast <laughs> worldwide on Fox wow. Sports. Wow! Wow! He carries so- on with the broadcast, becomes aware of it, like in the second inning. By the fifth inning, they pull him off the game live. so he issues an apology live and and literally says i don't know if i'll ever uh i don't yeah i'm wondering what the context was to zeth but it was uh i don't know what the context was but and i'm I'm interested to hear what that is so he issues a public apology that says hey i'm so sorry yada 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 my partner's going to take the game from here i don't know if you'll ever hear me again literally says that i don't know if you'll ever hear me again i don't know if i'll call broadcast again you know my apologies wow. love to all of you and that was the end and they took him off the air in the middle of the game yeah unbelievable maybe that's where they make a lot of cigarettes zeth i appreciate wow. your cheery disposition yeah <laughs> yeah that, that's what i was thinking too oh is that is that in uh, north carolina is that where they're making yeah, maybe he was from? referring to a bundle of sticks a bundle yeah. of sticks yes <laughs> yeah yeah that is the bundle of sticks capital of the country you no know, he could have been talking about bags I mean, he could yeah. have he could have been saying like like that's the bag capital of the world, and it just you know yeah oh know, dude I, you know, they, they kind of sound the same not really when you, when you hear it too you know because like of course when you read ESPN or anything they don't tell you what he said they're just like oh, he of course just made not the you know but then you find it like on TMZ and you're like oh man <laughs> a tough one to argue but all right <laughs> oh you know so. and the thing is I I only laugh because. It could happen to anyone. I mean, if we're really honest as a society, if we're honest as a society, we as a society say more, we say worse things when we're not around 
yeah. public people. And, and I know that that sounds like it's coming off bad, but, oh, but I mean, it's, it's not just dudes. It, it's ladies too. Well, and, it's, you know, it's it important just, to remember. I had this conversation with my mom last week. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not saying that the comment was, you know, correct or anything, but I'm just saying I had the, I had this conversation with my mom last night, something that I did a bunch of reading on or kind of, I don't want to say studied, but you know, poked around in when I was in university at PLU was, um, the idea of code switching, right? And so you talk, everyone, I, I talked to, I, I, I looked at it a lot when I was in um, literature and English class. I looked at it a lot even more when I was taking sociology classes and you're talking about, um, you know, racial inequalities, finance, you know, uh, economic inequalities and this kind of stuff. And everybody, regardless of race, sex, creed, financial situation, code switches in their life in the sense that, right. I talk different to you than I talk to my mom, you know, like, like I told my mom and I'm like, right. You know, like my mom, she's just like, I know you swear like a sailor if I'm not around. And I'm like, yeah. And I'm not going to talk that in front of my family or whatever, but we all talk different in front of different people. Right. You know, we have certain clients that you and I talk to pretty much the same way we talk to each other and others that we, you know, say a prayer with before we uh, leave the listing. So it's, it's just different. Um, And unfortunately, it, we live in a world, a very unforgiving world um, at this point, where if yeah. you have a slip and a different code comes in a different and it's inappropriate for the situation, it could be, it could crucify you. Yeah. Yeah. I just, that, I, it, it's, it's inappropriate what he said in, in today's day and age, it's inappropriate. And, yep. you know, I mean, on a, on a human level, it's inappropriate too. Yeah. Yet it's, he slipped up. I mean, it just, yes, you're, you're held to a higher standard as a professional broadcaster. Yeah. But you know, one thing that drives me nuts is when these people get caught on a hot mic, it almost feels like that's not an accident. Like there's somebody behind the scenes that's saying, you know what? He talks like this and nobody doesn't really know what he talks like. So I'm going to accidentally flip the switch. I mean, I'm kind of yeah. talking like Ron Burgundy type of. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't doubt it, man. I, I kind of wanted that too. Cause I just keep thinking to myself, like a guy like Tom Brennan, who's been broadcasting for 35 years. Like how does he slip up like that? <laughs> that you know what I mean? Like, um, he's human, you stay classy you know. San Diego and go, yeah. <laughs> oh, I, you know, I'll, I'll level with you. God forbid. Like I got, I was hot Mike during the day. You know what I'm saying? Oh. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't be allowed in front of children. I, I mean, it would be, it would well, be we a bad. We can't be hot Mike before the show starts. Oh, dude, no way, man. No way. I'm, <laughs> I'm constantly watching you to see if you hit the switch. I'm like, I got to be careful. Today is the day Luke goes down. <laughs> yeah, my life. When would you say your life was ruined? Well, it was a Thursday morning. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but also I think about like, I'm sure that all of us say things around our friends, you know, or, or certain family members. Uh, Renee, when you get so fired up about uh, something, yeah. Um, yeah. It's just, I'm sure we all say things in our family members that like we would be embarrassed about if like it was overheard. Oh yeah. You, you know, at, a, at, at your local watering hole, maybe. Um, I don't know. And I don't know if that's, is that wrong or that's, you know, I don't know, man. I, I don't, you know, I, I try to be better. Yeah. I try to be better. I don't always succeed. And sometimes, you know, like uh, <laughs> my son has my temper so every once Which in a one? while, yeah, that happens. Sometimes you yeah. slip. Now, fortunately, I haven't said anything derogatory towards a person 
and, and that's right. I guess that's my goal is as long as I can I guess you know it's something I try and tell my kids as well is don't don't be pissed off at somebody because they do something stupid but be pissed off at the situation I, and I, I don't know if I'm yeah. explaining that as clear as I can so like like if we have a situation with like yesterday you and I were talking about um an agent that the way that they operate and and I told you said it drives me nuts this person is a is a nice person this person is a, a fantastic person but when it comes to the way they do real estate it drives me absolutely bananas and that's right. why I try and I try and focus on the action and not on the person yeah I I, I think that's a great point and um good morning Caitlin Wilson she says good morning Luke good morning, good morning. morning. Uh, Renee says your coffee looks very weak. <laughs> you look very weak. <laughs> but Renee, you know, Renee, Renee says I have a horrible mouth, but I know when to turn it off, and that's the important thing. That's the code, <laughs> that's the code switching. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, and the uh, thing is, is when you get caught, because I had this oh. happen. In, I had this happen in middle school. I had, uh, as a matter of fact, I think it was Mr. Nutman. Oh man. Is either Mr. Nutman or Mr. Montana. And I was Montan, dude. Montan. Montan, Montan. we were playing uh we were playing uh wall ball or something, and yeah. someone someone said, You're out. And I without missing a beat, I said, No S Sherlock. And I said it really <laughs> loud. And as soon as it came out of my mouth, I could see it was either Mr. Montan or Mr. Nutman out of the corner of my eye, and I went, Oh hell. Whoops. <laughs> I'm dead. Montana, Mr. Montana rolls up with all three of his fingers on one oh, hand man. there. And just, dude, you know who got me was Phil Pugh. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> yeah. Good morning, Nicole. Two times. Two times. Ooh. You want to hear what he did to me? You want to talk? Okay. You want to talk about a legend at playing games, playing mind games? Oh, so weight training. Um, you know, like you take the weight off like the, 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 um the barbell you know and right. um we were doing like clean and jerk or snatch one of those you know where the bars on the ground and uh, aren't our actions who we are is that that's a good point and let's let's uh good morning Kimberly. let's push that aside for a second let's get to that but i'll tell you the story and then I, I, that's a good point to address um i dropped the weight got pulled off and the bar dropped on my toe oh and it wasn't the worst thing in the world like i've had worse things but i was like son of a Mm-hmm. and phil Pugh, i just hear mr weaver and i turn around and you know he's at his he's at his podium thing he has there the big box jump you know and he yes yes got his glasses on and he's looking at me over the top of the glasses and he says three minutes of squat jumps and i'm like <laughs> i don't know if you remember the squat jumps with with Pugh, oh but, bro uh, <laughs> yes <laughs> but they're dude and so i go over there and i'm staring at the clock and i got the hands up and i'm doing the squat jumps you know and i'm i'm going and I get to three minutes and I'm like, my legs are just burning. You know, by the time you get to three minutes, you're like barely moving. And so I, I let it go like to like 315, just to be sure. Right. And I go to walk away and Mr. And I hear Mr. Weaver and I go, yes, sir. And he goes, where are you going? And I said, uh, I did my three minutes coach. And he said, I decide when three minutes is up. Oh, I, oh okay. So I go over there, I get back to doing it. And I go for like 30 more seconds or a minute. And he's like, you're, you're good to go. I'm like, all right. So I go off. Right. So about a couple of weeks goes by. And of course I said something dumb again. I don't remember what it was. And it wasn't even that bad. I said, I said like ass or something like it wasn't like yeah. horrible, but, and he's like, Mr. Weaver, he goes again. And I'm like, oh. and he goes three minutes of squat jumps. And I'm like, okay. 
So I'm watching the clock and I'm like, I get to like three minutes and three and a half. And of course I'm like, Mr. Pew decides, you know, coach decides when three minutes. Right. Dude, I'm like eight minutes. <laughs> I'm over there, dude. My quads are just trembling. Like I am in tears, you know, <laughs> they're not even squat jumps at this point. It's just like stand up, alternate, like go down. And all of a sudden Mr. Pew looks at me and goes, Mr. Weaver. Uh, yeah, coach. He goes, how many, uh, how many minutes did I tell you? And I said, three. And he goes, it's been eight. Are you bad at counting? And I was like, <laughs> oh. And he kind of has this grin on his face. And I'm like, son of a. <laughs> oh, you got trolled. <laughs> yeah. And I start to walk away. And he just goes, Mr. Weaver. And I said, yeah. And he goes, I turn around. I was like, yes, coach. And he goes, see, it doesn't happen again. There's ladies present. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> yeah, dude. He got me good. He got me good. So. That's There's fantastic. My <laughs> All right, so Zet says, um, aren't, and yes, uh, yes, Aaron, Mr. Pugh, best coach ever. Um, Zet, aren't our actions who we are? That's a good point. Um, I don't know that I think that. I don't know that I think that, and this is why. Um, well, I guess they always could say something about who you are, but... Um, I, I again go back to that whole code switching thing. I think who we are is different in, in different audiences. You know what I'm I saying? I think so too. Different company. Too. And, and also sometimes our actions aren't necessarily representative of really like our feelings or who we are, but just whatever is going on in the moment, whether we're trying to get a laugh or we're uncomfortable or nervous in the situation or trying to show off, I, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean, I don't know that it always necessarily means what we truly are at our core or not. I don't know. I don't know. What do you think, Zeth? Are I they, uh, are our actions who we I, are? I it's a tough question. We're a, we're a big mix of people. I mean, we know different people in different areas of life and, and, uh, you know, I'll talk a certain way at one place that I won't talk a certain way in another place because it, you know, it's like, these are my people for this and these are my people for this and these are my people for this. And yeah, you know, it, you might have a little bit of overlap, but I mean, you, you can't get, let, let's just say, <laughs> let's just say I'd be, I would be out of work and have about no friends if I was the same across the board. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, you know, I think that's, I think it's pretty true. Which it makes uh, me, which it makes me think what would be that same across the board. I'm afraid people wouldn't like me if I was the same across the board, like literally would not like me. <laughs> uh, morning, Acre. Uh, Zeth says, "Are you going to for nervous? That's who we are. And if you question your actions, then you should question your integrity." That's fair enough. That's fair. I see what he's saying. That's yeah. fair enough. All I right. Think that, uh, to to his point, I think that no matter what we're doing or how we're behaving, there's always a hint. There's always a shade of truth to it. You know what I'm saying? It's just to what point we embellish it or downplay it. Yeah. Um, and is there anybody out there that that we know that you think is the same at all times? You know what I'm saying? No. And I, you know what? And that, now that now Zeth's got me interested. What does he mean by integrity? I mean, does he is he talking about like we we uh, you know we we have racist talk when we're with the boys but when we're with the, the mm. public we don't i mean no i don't i mean i don't i i would say if that's the direction it's going no because it, i mean we never uh you know you'll never hear me say say anything racist period 
Um, right, right. But I, you know, my language might be a little more harsh. You might hear. Well, yeah, I think that's, I think that's kind of the, the gist we're getting at is just, there are different people in our lives that we have to speak differently to. We can't, we can't speak Uh, to everybody. Carlson's watching. He says, the problem with Brenneman is who he is, quote, is one context, private, contaminated who he is, is another context, game caller. Yeah. Yeah. And that, I think that goes to that whole code switching a bit. Um, I think this is, this goes into, um, this goes into a lot of the, your, when, you, when people that you look up to fall or have lapses in judgment, um, what it does to you. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's, I think it's less as we get older, we tend to see people, we tend to be a little bit more jaded and, uh, and realistic, but I can remember being 11 and my dad coming home and telling me that Magic Johnson had to retire because he had tested positive for HIV. Right. And I was rocked because Magic Johnson was my favorite player, always had been, I idolized him. And as an 11 year old kid, that means Magic Johnson is perfect, right? right. He can do no wrong. And then you find out, um, Good morning, Mary. and then you find out that he's not, that's tough. So you're going to hear my dogs barking over here because on this side, because on this side, I can hear the elk passing through the woods. So <laughs> <laughs> everyone's just going to have to deal with that. Um, but yeah, I, I see what, I, I, I do see what, uh, what Zeth is saying as far as integrity. I, I, I think for the most part, we're always our true authentic self. It's just a matter of like, how we present that yeah okay you know what i i can buy that because i i am who i don't want to sound like popeye but i am who i am uh but yeah i mean i just there's different it's like wearing different outfits i mean it's still me but i'm gonna wear this outfit to church i'm gonna wear this outfit to going out and having a beer with the guys i'm gonna wear this outfit when i'm out hiking with the family i mean it's just for me that's what it is uh, Mary says, I am losing my ability to filter because there is some major emotional blackmail being applied and I have zero tolerance. So some people might think I am changing who I am. Okay. Okay. I think as we get older though, you know, Mary has recently moved into a retirement phase of her life. And I think we all gain less tolerance for certain things or more tolerance for certain things that kind of shifts, you know, how we reply um, or how we interact. What does Zeth say? Uh, Let's see. Zeth, I think our integrity should show who we are based upon our actions. We always say actions speak louder than words, but is this something we always practice? That's a good, yeah. yeah. Zeth is just bringing some some serious deep thought this morning (laughs) to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which is good. Um, I think that's important, what he just said, in the sense that um, our actions um should always speak louder than words and i i think the the important thing to remember is is that um we're not always our best self you know what i'm saying and emotions right. emotions good morning auntie donna um emotions can often challenge um how we represent ourselves right um, i mean just even in a fight with your spouse you know you're married i'm married Zeth's married um it's, I'm, I, you know, we, I, we've all said hurtful things to people we care about in that moment that 
either later we regret or right away we're like ooh, over the line <laughs> uh, whoops yeah let's keep down it better in my head <laughs> yeah. um, or we don't really we think we want to stick the knife until we see the reaction and then right. it's just ah um and i i almost think to that point, and this may be a little bit off topic, but I think it's at that point when we realize we've done something too far or wrong that um, that we find out who we truly are. Yep. Do we have the ability to admit that? Do we have the ability to go out of our way to throw ourselves on the sword to make sure that person understands that's not how we feel? Yeah. You know, and there's part of me that thinks that as a society, we need, we need to have some grace for people. Um, great example is the little house in the Prairie series. Okay. Our families watched it. I think we're coming up on our third full nine, ep nine season marathon. Yeah. And if you look into Michael Landon's life, he didn't necessarily live a wholesome life. I mean, he tried, but he wasn't, particularly wholesome i think he had quite a few wives if i remember correctly um and the thing is is you got to think about so michael landon was off was obviously different than pa ingles so he plays the character yeah. pa ingles on there and what they do with that entire series is they inspire generations of people to be better and, yeah. and, I, and I think in that sense can you can you look at Michael Landon's life and 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 judge him? Yeah, maybe a little bit, but you also got to take a look at the good and look at what he did with that series to inspire generations and generations of people to want to be better than previous generations. I mean, they yeah. were they were tackling some some hot topic buttons in Little House on the Prairie back in the 70s that unfortunately we're still dealing with today between race, between <clears throat> plagues, um yeah. between uh spousal abuse and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, I, I think with someone like, like Michael Landon, he's trying to be better, yeah. but he's also showing through this, through this uh, vehicle that we can all strive to be better. And so yeah. I like what I Seth said there. Maybe I should rephrase that, that we should be pursuing integrity. And I agree with that. I, yeah. I need to pursue it more. And, and you, I think that's, you've challenged yeah. me, Seth. <laughs> I think that's a beautiful point. Cause it's, um, we're never perfect, right? But it's about the pursuit of being better and having right. integrity. And I think that uh, uh, do what they say, but don't do as they do. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, and that's kind of the, the point there. And, I, you know, I, I think it's like, um, like with the Michael Landon example, it's, I think sometimes you have to judge people on what they're trying to be, not necessarily what they are, you know? Uh, I mean, as long as you see, the effort. I mean, yeah, Americans, man, we love comeback stories, right? We love second chances. We love redemption. Well, think, think about it with our kids, man. You and I were talking about our kids yesterday. How many times do we tell our kids to do things that, that are opposite of what we did when we were kids, you know, and on one yeah. hand we can be called hypocrites, but on the other hand, we're like, no, we've been through the pain. That's why we don't want you to do this. Yeah. I think that's important. And, and it's, I, I think, you know, to put a bow on that. I just think what Zeth said is perfect. We should always be pursuing integrity. Yeah. Pursuing, pursuing, you know, greatness, pursuing, even though we'll never reach it, perfection or to be better or be a better version of ourselves, tweaking our life 
um, every day and how we respond to people. I, I think that's beautiful. So um, <clears throat> mom out there says, think twice, speak once. Yeah, that's important. Yep. That's important. And that's tough, especially in the heat of the moment. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it's important. Oh, yeah. So. Well, hey, Mr. Mister, I was gone last week over, yes, in, I was. Uh, over in Idaho. Let's get a recap. How was the vacation? Um, short, too short. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we're done. Yeah, it was unfortunate that it was a vacation and not a permanent move. Um, <laughs> Why is that? He's speechless. <laughs> Timestamp so, that. <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. I'll tell you what. It. I think that the good thing is for me, and I'll, I'll get into it. I'll get into it. But um, it's, so you know this, you know, a lot of people know this. Um, I write a lot and, and, or I used to, you know, my degrees in writing. I love writing. Um, I've, I've been encouraged to pursue being published, you know, and, and in recent years, I would say like the last six, seven years, my writing has fallen away. You know, like I just don't do it that often, um, if ever. Um, <clears throat> and being over there, since I got back, I've pretty much sat down and jotted some things down every day. Um, and it's not because of anything other than like, it's not because... I don't know what it is because what I know is, is that I was inspired and motivated by being gone and being over there um, yeah. with the family um, that when I came back, I, it encouraged me to remember the things that make me me and what stuff I'm made from. So, um, and it became glaringly apparent to me that um, I don't, the, the person I am is not, I'm like a square, I'm like a square pig in a round hole right now in Washington. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just, I don't fit here anymore. And I, you know, and I, I don't want anybody, everyone to go, Oh, poor Luke. And, you know, or whatever, like I, it really being over there, you know, we, we sit here on this show and we, we freaking whine and bitch and moan and get cantankerous about everything that's going on here and, and just get <laughs> on with, and you're like, I'll oh, get on with life. You know, this is life. Yep. But I realized that there are places in this world, and I knew this before, but you just get reminded of it, that you fit better than other places. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's not necessarily that that's Idaho and or it's a certain location. It's just a certain speed, I think, and a certain, um, I don't know, value of, of the way I do things. Um, it was a wonderful time, dude. It really was. Uh we, we spent most of the time on Lake Ponderay, just paddling around, enjoying, you know, the sun and the water. Um, I took tons of pictures and uh, spent all that. Good morning, TJ. Um, surprised to see Beeb back in Washington. Yeah, you and me both there. Uh, <laughs> we, him and I talked when we were over there about that. And um, I just, you know, um, I've told you just before, and if it wasn't for um requirements of me to be here right now um i would be gone i think i you know i'm ready for that next phase in my life i'm ready for that next move and, and it's gonna be a few years off because you know of just life but um i think i'll spend every waking moment even here trying to create that for myself and immediately when i came back um you know there were days we spent a day just chilling around the campsite kids riding bikes i read a lot 
Um, and it, it made me think a lot about um, just, you know, um, growing up, you know, and, and the speed of life. So, um, but uh, it, it was, um, it was really good, dude. I mean, time with the kids was great. Time with my wife was great. Unadulterated time. You held it down back here, which was amazing. And I appreciate that. Um, I didn't have to worry about anything. Um, you got some time with friends and, and just be on the water. And beyond that, I feel that Idaho is um, a much more leveled community yeah. than Western Washington. Yeah. Uh, and by that, I mean, with everything going on right now, um, it seems as though, regardless of spikes and, 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 and you know, leveling, what are they, like flattening the curve and, and hot spots and all this kind of stuff with COVID, I just feel like it was just a more inviting and welcoming place. Washington and, and it just feels so hostile all the time. Everywhere I go, like, I feel like you're on your toes, like, you don't know, um, yeah, you don't know how someone's going to react if they see you taking your mask off as you walk out of the store. You don't know how someone's going to react. My mom, dude, lives in a retirement community, for God's sakes, and she walked from her apartment outdoors to go throw the garbage in the trash can a couple weeks ago and got basically accosted by two people screaming at her about putting a mask on outside. Oh, gosh. You know, my 67-year-old mom. Um, and that's not Idaho, dude. It's not Idaho on a, on a, on a number of reasons. Like they mind their own damn business for the most part. You know what I'm saying? They're friendly. They're welcoming. I, I saw more flags on a one mile stretch of highway out, right outside of uh, Coeur d'Alene than I do in all of Tacoma and Puyallup around here. It's a, it's just a very, um, I guess, value driven system, patriotic driven system. And it was, um, um they're just not they're cautious about covid but they're not worked up and they're not letting it dictate their lives they're not letting it control their lives and it reminded me i'm reading the book called the wettest county in the world right now which um is if you've seen the movie lawless with shia labeouf um, and tom hardy it's it's that book so that movie was based off that book and it's the true story of the bondurant family and um in franklin county which was the um moonshine capital you know the country during prohibition and in the years following and that book opens up with the Spanish flu pandemic. And I, I was about three, four pages into it. And I just kind of had to put it down for a second and think because the pandemic hits and, and, and he wrote this book back in 2008, um, 2007, 2008. And it, it talks about the churches were empty. The stores were empty. The filling stations were empty. No one went to see family and friends. Everyone basically, they went on lockdown. They went on quarantine, similar to like what we're trying to reenact, you know, okay. modern time. <clears throat> but the point of it all that I noticed was, is that the government never told anybody they had to. Interesting. People and families were smart enough to figure things out on their own and do things that protected themselves and the ones that they loved. And I, I, I got to thinking about um, Americans in general and kind of the stuff we're built on. And the stuff we're built on is not being like being told what to do. Not like, you know, not, um, <laughs> not giving, you know, and it's, I mean, you go back to our earliest beginnings. We got tired of taking a knee before the queen. So we told her to F off, you know, we started our own thing. Um, the civil war, 
you know, whether, you know, obviously slavery was a bad thing and the Confederate state that needed to happen. But I'm saying it started because you had the North and the South wanting to tell the other what to do. And it led to this clash all for the better. You know what I mean? But I'm saying like in general, everything that happens in our country starts with the idea of people don't like being told what to do. Um, Especially they don't like to be told by the government. No, no, at all. And I, I just, I don't see Idaho. Idaho is not blatantly trying to control everybody they're issuing they're issuing things like hey this is what's going on we recommend we suggest yeah. and allowing people to do what they feel is best for them and i i then i'm reading that book and i'm like man the country did it on their own without the government telling them what to do because inherently i think that people will do what is best for survival right when presented with those kind of things you know what i'm saying and in washington you know it's it's been so controlling not just from the governing not just from the governing body but from people that you just pass on the street trying to tell you what to do all the time um and idaho's not like that right now and it was it was a wonderful feeling i walked around campsites and met people from all over idaho and eastern washington and montana and sat there and you know chewed the fat and, and enjoyed my time with them um i i talked to people in the store Dude, i'm telling you i talked to no less than five people like personally in the store about like where I was from and every time I mentioned Western Washington it was like a gasp you know like oh my gosh sorry like I was <laughs> in that foreign country you know um and so um all that to say I know I'm rambling about my vacation it was Love beautiful it. it was wonderful my family time was amazing the people of Idaho the people that um everything that we everyone that we came in touch with was was just welcoming and inviting no matter what your view was on things. And I, 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 I wish, and I know it's not possible, but I wish that around here we could get to that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Maverick has this game. He likes to point out flags when we drive around yeah. and we'll drive all the way down Meridian and Puyallup and he'll find like two and he'll be like, American flag. You know, we're driving out like through um, <laughs> Coeur d'Alene and this kid is all American flag, American flag, American flag, American flag, two American flags, American flag. You know what I'm like? <laughs> And given everything that's going on in our world right now, it was, it was in our country right now. It was, it was a breath of fresh air, man. It really was. Um, well, I'm glad you got a chance to get away because it was, yeah, thanks, man. it was much deserved to, to be able to get off the grid and just hang out with family and everything. So, mm. yeah. Um, you know, you brought up a good point that I had not really thought of until you just said, and that was, um, I wonder if a lot of the, a lot of the problems that we have here in Western Washington uh -huh. is because the government is mandating stuff. And, I think so, it is. and so people are losing their minds, like your poor mom getting yelled at for taking out the trash. Yeah. I think that is because I, I, right now at this moment, I'm thinking that's because the government is putting it out there that they're mandating you wear a mask. Yeah. And so you got little uh, citizen patrol people out there trying to bust everybody who's not wearing a mask. And it just it just creates this atmosphere of of tension and in hate. And I, I mean, like, I'll, I'll take my mask with me to go walk around Bradley Lake, but I'm not going to wear it around Bradley Lake unless unless I run into a Karen and I'm just like, I'm not going to put up with this. I'm not going to deal with it. I'll put my freaking mask on just so you'll go away kind of thing. And, and it yeah. it sounds refreshing to me, like, like what they did back then, where it's like, hey, listen. And even what they're doing today in Idaho, Idaho, which you just shared, it's like, hey, here's what's going on. Here's the data. Here's what we suggest. But you make the best choice for you and your family. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's uh, I, I think so I, much I, tension I, would be gone. I agree with you. Um, <laughs> they're called uh, Karens. <laughs> it's funny because I, 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 th- I said this before on the show, and you and I have talked about this. We go hunting like over by Republic and um, Eastern Washington is completely different than Western Washington. I mean, just a different oh, yeah. ballgame altogether. Um, and Idaho is a lot more like Eastern Washington. Um, I'm sure in Boise there's, well, you know, perfect example, the Antifa, the Antifa protests tried to hit the streets in Boise and basically citizens <laughs> came out in droves with their guns and drove them right back out. So they were just not having it, dude. They were just I think the key, the key was they tried. <laughs> yeah. They just weren't having it, dude. And um, I, uh, obviously you don't see that here. Um, there's lack of control, yeah. um, you know, and, I just wish we could get back to a point to like respecting people and allowing, you know, people to do what they feel is best for their family. That's why America for the longest time was considered the greatest country in the world. Cause you could come here and have freedoms to do what you felt was the best for your family and you, you know what right. I mean? Um, right. And that's not what it is here right now. Um, so it's, yeah, we're kind of, uh, again, I've said this before about um, being the laughing stock. It was man, we are all the news over there in Idaho. They're just dying about what's going yeah. on in Seattle and, and how we're handling things over here. Um, and so to take this further on down the road, I, it literally feels like two different countries, man. <laughs> it's wow. just like, it's they're They're just so, you know, and I've talked to you about this before about the Eastern Washington wanting to separate, separate off into their own state. And I had this conversation recently with somebody um, that about Eastern Washington wanting to, separate into their own state and it and the person that i had the conversation with is more liberal okay and it dawned on me and it's not just about liberal conservative you know about liberals and their views and or conservatives and their views it dawned on me how dumb people are (laughs) to having any kind of like idea of what's really going on in the world as far as a rounded perspective. So for the most part, people who are liberal, especially far left, really only see things through that lens. And the people who are conservative far right see things through that lens. Right. And there's no balance or understanding. And by that, I, what dawned on me was, I was like, Oh, they want to, you know, they want to break up in their state. I don't blame them. I said, I don't blame them. And this person was like, good, let them see how long they survive without Western Washington. Oh, and I was like, that's an ir- arrogant point of view. Yeah. And, and I was like, well, what about when the Midwest, the entire Midwest wants to break off and be their own country? You know what I mean? <laughs> Midwest. <And> like, <laughs> and, and again, this person was like, yeah, see if they make it. Good luck without, without the, uh, uh, without like the commerce and everything from the, uh, from the coast. And I, and I had to stop and I was like, I was like, dude, you know where your food comes from, right? Like, <laughs> and 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 they were like well and i'm like i mean like all of your grains and wheat and and majority of your vegetables and all this kind of stuff you know where it comes from right like unless you want to live on a steady diet of pinto beans and citrus fruit coming up from california like you kind of need the midwest and and all that it it all works together and and this person was just like we don't we don't need them and blah, blah, blah. And they couldn't survive with just that stuff. And I said, if they're their own country, they're knucklehead. You don't think that they're going to tax the crap and tariff the crap out of everything they're sending out to the coast. 
<laughs> I guarantee you they'll be just fine. Um, but it really just highlighted for me, like how people get into their frame of mind and just think that it's, there's the only, their way is the only way. And there's no, dude, there's just no compromise. There's no understanding that we all need, you know, the reason why everything functions well is that we count on these other people from different walks of life, you know, and, and, you know, you think the guy that is putting tires on your car at the Ford dealer at the Ford manufacturing plant in Detroit thinks the same as you do working over here in um, freaking tech country. No, he doesn't, but you need him to put those damn tires on your car so you can get right. to work. Right. You know, right. They just want to look at it that way. And, and that just blows my mind. And, and it's just so arrogant, dude. I, it's, it's <laughs> unreal. It's like, they just want it their way and only their way. And they'll literally call everyone else stupid and dumb. And, and we don't need them. And I, and there's times where I'm like, you know what? Okay. Let, let's give them what they want and see how long it takes for them to realize like, holy crap, my life depends on these people, you know? Right. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I could go on all day. Oh my goodness. Well, you know, you bring up, you bring up some good points. Uh, we got a client who's a friend of ours. Uh, I was talking with him last night and he works in downtown Seattle and he was telling me stories about he's uh he works on big building construction sites and he was telling me that it's getting so crazy up there that there are some uh construction companies that are just saying f it we're out we're done we're not working here anymore and yeah. he says they're just they're leaving millions and millions of dollars on the table as a company and they're like it ain't it ain't worth it to us this is yeah. absolutely crazy up here and and yeah. there's no there's no leadership. There's nobody guiding the, the entire city. You know, I, I said it last week and you brought it up just now. You can't have far left and you can't have far right. It just doesn't work. And Seattle is a fantastic example of leaning far to the left. And you just have to have that balance. You, you know, some, it, I look at it like this. Sometimes the conservatives are the adults and the liberals are the children. And sometimes the liberals are the adults and the conservatives are the children. You need yeah. that balance there. And if you've got one person, you got one side being the adults or one side being the children, it's not healthy. Yeah. Yeah. It's not at all. And it's, um, it's funny because um, the, the, the same person that I was talking to um, made an offhand comment about um, how someone voted in an election um, and basically called them uneducated. We don't need their vote, yada, yada, yada. And, I, and I'm like, well, how do you know how they voted? And he's like, well, they had to have voted for Trump because they're conservative. And I'm like, so are you saying that people who vote for Trump are idiots or conservatives are idiots, you know, or whatever. And he's like, we just, and he's like, well, obviously people who vote for Trump are idiots, but conservatives, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, he's like, obviously if you're voting that way, you're just uneducated. And I was like, and I had to remind this person that um, I tend to be more conservative and I have two degrees and they have none. Um, and <laughs> You're so uneducated. <laughs> and I also had to remind them of our socioeconomical economic status in the world and the disparate, you know, the, 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 the gap between us. Um, nicely, of course, nicely. Of course, but nicely in, I, in the Luke Weaver nice way. Yeah, you know, that's, I only do things politely and I... <laughs> It just blues. It just blew my mind that like anyone could be. I, I don't know why it blows my mind, but like 
th that entrenched and it's their way or the highway that they don't you know see that other side at all um and i think about um i mean i hate to say it but you know all these people out there like jeff bezos and um you know the richest men in the world kind of a deal even like uh, even like bill gates okay bezos gates um warren buffett you know all this kind of stuff um they may push ideals out there for like um the that look socially liberal and all that kind of stuff but i guarantee you that behind the scenes <laughs> and people don't want to believe this but that they have a lot of conservative views and a lot of conservative friends that they want elected because that's kinder on their pocketbook and their taxes and and how they operate their business yeah uh, and we've had this discussion before you and i with with friends of ours who are technically what you, they would call themselves liberal but they get stuck between a rock and a hard spot because like well i i want to vote for this person but as a business owner it makes no sense for me yeah. you know what i mean and it's like and, and it just to me it really highlights how intertwined everything is and how you need all sides to work together yeah and have yeah. that that you know that push and shove and do that dance but yeah and i, I think you bring up a good point because that that's how that's how those people got to be rich is in some senses they used fiscal conservative principles and i'm not saying conservative like the conservative party today i'm just saying in a general sense you know they made sure that they were spending less money than they than they were bringing in kind of stuff and if they you know and they that's how they built up their business yeah and so yeah i think you bring up a good point and, and you know the thing is is i know jeff bezos is a target right now because he's He's worth so much money. Um, I know people that work for Amazon and they, they, they tell me, they're like, well, I've got this moral quandary because on one hand, I'm not really thrilled with some of the stuff that Amazon's doing. But on the other hand, I've got a good life. <laughs> well, and I think that you have, to you have to remember that, and this is why I've always had a hard time with boycotting. There's Drew. Uh, There's Paul. Good morning, boys. There we go. Um, I think this is why I've always had a very hard time with boycotting. Um, it's, you know, you can boycott Amazon all you want. You can boycott Starbucks because you don't like Howard Schultz. You can boycott Nike because you don't like Phil Knight. But what you're also boycotting is a whole hell of a lot of people who work there who come from very different backgrounds who have very different opinions many of them a lot like you who have families to support and i i get it you want to make your voice heard and beat on your chest and and all that um but again it goes back to nike isn't just phil knight right you know what i'm saying at this point amazon is not just jeff bezos anymore right right um they of course are the figureheads and if you want to make a point and and hit their pocketbook somehow great I, you know, whatever, but <clears throat> understand that you're also affecting other people like you and I that yeah. are just going to work and supporting their families. Um, well, Hey, did you hear about the, the Goodyear brouhaha this week? No, I got on Facebook yesterday for, uh, approximately two and a half minutes. And all I saw was Mike Crab. If you're on here, buddy still <laughs> said, well, Goodyear, you can just F right off. And, yep. uh, I thought, and I literally saw that and thought, all right, another good day in the world. And I got off. <laughs> and, so, and I assumed that like he had a tire blow, but, 
but apparently not. <clears throat> well, that basically, I'll give you the the short the short story on it is apparently there was some training going on, or there's some kind of diversity training, or you know, just trying to be a better person kind of training going on within Goodyear. And if you were wearing a MAGA hat, that was not allowed. But you could wear a Black Lives Matter hat or anything else that was focused on um, equity, uh, equity issues. And I, I, I don't care so much about the Black Lives Matter, the MAGA hat. I don't care about any of that. I think it's a dangerous precedent for companies to take stands like that because not everybody in your company believe, supports the Black Lives Matter organization. Not everybody supports the LGBTQ organizations out there. And not everybody supports President Trump. Not everybody supports pro-life. So I think you got to be really careful as a business to put yourself out there and say, hey, we're pro this because you've got people that are doing work for your company going, hey, wait a second. No, that, 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 that doesn't speak for me. I don't support that. And so basically, President Trump got out there and he said, hey, listen, if the, if the far left can use cancel culture, then so can I. And so he said, don't buy your tires from Goodyear anymore. Buy them from other companies that actually cost less and are better quality. And yeah. everybody lost their mind. And I thought, but this is what the far left has been doing for as long as I can remember is this whole cancel yeah. culture thing. But my point is this, if you're a company, you got to be really careful to publicly support some stuff because not everybody in your organization supports what you're publicly supporting. Well, how is it? I'm trying to figure out like this whole battle for equality. How is it anywhere near equality to tell them they can't wear their MAGA hat, but they can wear their BLM hat. Right. I mean, if you, if you really want to talk about, <clears throat> okay, they're essentially, <clears throat> they're both political movements. Um, how are you, how can you literally tell half of your company they can't have their political beliefs, but the yeah. other half can't? I mean, yeah. that's just mind numbing to me how people think. And it's like, I mean, we go back to what mom said right here. Uh, think twice, you know, or think twice, speak once. Like, Hey, good year. I think you need to think a second time about that before you put that out there, because um, <laughs> it sounds to me like you only thought about it once and you might've been a little bit into the man of shivets when you did so. Um, <clears throat> it's just, you can't alienate people that way. It's not right by any stretch of the imagination. And just like it's not, it wouldn't be right for them to say you can wear your MAGA hat, but you can't wear your um, BLM hat. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, yeah, if, exactly. Well, if your hat says, you know, F off and die, I get it. <laughs> you could tell them they can't wear, you know, that's not part of the code, but um, yeah, they also said you can't wear blue lives matter. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah, just... yeah. That's right. Yeah. I totally forgot about that too. And yeah, I, I think to my point, if I'm the CEO of Goodyear or any company out there, I'm putting out a memo saying, you know, in a prof in a very eloquent professional way, yeah. don't wear anything that is seen as political. Just do your job. You know, yeah. I, and I know it sounds like we're talking to like like athletes out there who are who are promoting their messages right now. But it really is just do your job. I mean, I, I go to work to do my job, and then I'll come home and do my thing. I, I don't I don't go. You know, when I go show houses, every time I go show a house, I'm not there asking if they know their Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I'm not going there asking them if uh, they support Donald Trump. I'm not going there asking them all these different things. I'm doing my job yeah. and then going home. And, and I just, I feel like 
if an organization would take that tactic and just just do just do the work, do the job, don't do all these crazy things. It just, I mean, you could probably, if we took some time, we probably could think of about five companies out there right now that we've not heard anything from on any level, on any political leanings whatsoever. And, and that's a great thing. They're just doing their job. <laughs> you just can't do things to alienate people that way. Hey, hold on a second. Hold on. Hold on. Mr. Jimmy Gibbs. Hey, Happy Jimmy. birthday, young man. Happy birthday. That a boy. Another Cheers time around the sun. <clears throat> We're sorry about that. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Happy birthday, buddy. Hope it's a good one, man. Make sure they spoil you over there in the uh, the Gibbs household. Um, I saw that Maurice already posted some glowing things about him this morning. So yeah. that was good to see. Yeah, dude, um, to get back to it, you just can't alienate people. You just, I mean, in anything you do, man, you know, I mean, right. you never know when you might need them on your side. Um, and, you know, I'm here to tell you that um, <clears throat> if the crap hits the fan and you need a, you need a gun toting hardcore son of a bitch to come in and save your ass, it might be the dude, in the MAGA hat that you're going to need. So, um, yeah. yeah, you know, uh i just i I, i've never understood alienating people you know i and i've i've always told i've always tried to tell the kids whether you agree with someone or not doesn't matter whether you're nice to them or not is what really matters and if you treat them right you can i've had discussions with people i said i don't agree with your way of life bro you know but you're a person and i'm going to treat you with respect and and that's okay and dude i've had it it it's amazing bro it is um, and i know you know this it is amazing the relationships that can be nurtured the bridges that can be crossed when you just treat somebody with respect right. um right <laughs> specifically of a guy i knew um when i was at university and him and i completely different sides of the political spectrum social spectrum everything <clears throat> and i think he came to a conversation that him and i were going to have already with the gloves up thinking that i was going to you know, whatever. And I literally told him, I said, dude, I don't agree at all. I don't agree with the way you live your life. I don't agree with whatever I said, but I enjoy your company, dude. I think you're a cool dude. You're a good right. guy. And, and we can be buddies, man. Let's grab, let's get a beer together. You know, there's just certain things we won't talk about or whatever. And yeah. to this day, him and I are friends and occasionally, you know, are like, Hey dude, hope you're doing well. Um, and <laughs> what do we got here? that's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. on a, but luke yeah. you alienate people all the time <laughs> I, do. I do. but dude i just i have always i have always um i am the guy randomly enough as it is right because everyone knows that i can be a bit of an a-hole and uh you know a bit of a grouch at times but like i'm the guy in the store that like looks at the safeway checkers badge and then calls them by name right and I, yes and I yes and I every interaction with people by telling them to be well and to take yeah. care of themselves. And, yeah. I, and I and I mean it in, in a very heartfelt way. Like, I may not want to be around you all the time because I'm, you know, just that way, but right. um, but I genuinely want you to be well and to, and to have a good life. And yeah. I just think of more people, so many people like want to see the downfall of people they don't like or, or don't agree with. Well, you know, we were talking yesterday about some people and I'll just keep it very general and very vague, but we were talking about people yesterday and, you know, from that discussion, we both were, we both came to the, the, the same agreement of, we don't wish, we don't wish ill will on them. We wish 
that they find whatever it is in life that they're looking for. And, yep. you know, it's just, I was sharing this with one of my mentees on Tuesday because I had shared that story a little more in depth. And I know you know what I'm talking about. I shared yep. it in depth with him. And, and I, I told him, I said, I just don't have time to hold hard feelings anymore. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, I can be upset about certain things. But at the end of the day, I don't have time to let that negativity fill my life. And, you know, in the past couple of weeks, by not allowing that to fill my, you know, to fill my life, I've filled that area of my life with other positive things. And it's been fantastic. And, yeah. and I think you, I think you're the same way with that, where you're like, you know what, I'm, I'm now in my forties and I've learned a lot in the last 20 years since being an adult. I just don't have time. I just don't have time for the negative crap. And you know what, if, if you want to go out and have a beer and you want to hang out and you're a cool person and all that kind of stuff, fantastic. Uh, but if you're going to be uh, just a negative drain on life, I, I don't, I don't have time for that. I wish you the best. Good luck. And, yeah. and I've had that happen more time. Maybe it's me. I've had it happen more times than not in the past uh, five to seven years. But I also realized by taking that attitude and that, that tactic of, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to fall into that, that negative well of emotions. Um, I've seen it come back. I've seen it come back. As, as a matter of fact, I've seen it come back this year where it turned into a positive by not allowing it to go negative. And, and I, I think you really hit on something there, man. It's just, if, if you want to hang and you want to be cool and I don't have to, I don't have to agree with everything that you're saying, but if you're just a cool person, that's respectful yeah, I want you part of my life. But if, if you're just not going to be that kind of person, you know, come back when you change or I wish you the best and, yeah. you know, God bless you. Just, we just, we, we won't, we won't be, we won't be doing this anymore. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, yeah, it's, yeah, 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 100% right. I think you miss, you can miss out on a lot, man, in life mm -hmm. by, um, by, uh, oh man, I'm getting a text message here about our, Shaw Road listing that just went live. Already? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I gotta get that set up. I gotta get that uh that showing time. I gotta get that set up. So I'm gonna work here while I'm doing this. All right. All right, you do that. Um and uh, Drew says just look for, just look for wicked funny memes on Facebook. Uh he says sometimes I call older ladies deer. Okay, yeah, yep. Yeah. Um I still call people sir and ma'am. And I know that that's not as popular as it used to be when our parents were growing up um, and even when we were growing up, but I still do that. Um, I, I like how you talked about at the grocery store, like you'll, you'll make it a point to see what their name is on their badge. And, and I do the same thing. If, you know, if it's, if it's Susan, when she hands me the receipt, Hey, Hey, thanks, Susan. Have a great day. Yep. And it, that, that's just enough. That's like, that's like just, that, that's the whipped cream on top of your mocha for their day because yeah. it's like, yeah, everybody tells me have a nice day, but everybody loves to hear their name. Yeah. And, and when you acknowledge somebody by their name, that adds a little pep in their step. And yeah. it, it's yep. just, it's, it's a good thing. Yeah. It's a uh, true story, man. True story. And I, you know, now the, on the I, flip side, if I call you Luke, you're kind of like, eh, if I call you jackass, you're like, yep. You call me Luke. I'm like, stop patronizing me. All right? <laughs> <laughs> what do you want? What do you want? And there's there's a special name I call my brother that I can't 
I can't say on here, which I guess goes back to the the conversation we had earlier, where you got your you got your <laughs> the way you act for other people. I can't say my brother's nickname on here because, uh, yeah. you know, with the women and children. Well, you know, it's like crab, dude. Uh, I don't know if crab's on your big booty and, you know, Casey and all those guys, like, we answer the phone with, uh, with, with much different terms of endearment than we do as if it's <laughs> our spouse or our pastor, right? It's, uh, um, if, you, if you answer the phone, hey, friend, I'm hanging up on you. Yeah, <laughs> I know yeah. you're mad. What the hell does this guy want? Yeah. I, you know what I think, though? I, I think so much like <laughs> this is just kind of popping into my brain because we're talking about the way we treat people. Um, and uh, I got to tell you, dude, and she's going to hear this. Uh, my wife is interacting today with the show more than she ever has. I've gotten like six text messages from her because she can hear our show and she can hear me as we <laughs> talk about things, which leads me to my next point real quick. Um, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to divert and then I'll digress back. Um, so. <laughs> guys next week rory is gone um he's gonna be drinking montucky cold snacks in montana and uh which is a beautiful thing and um i'm gonna be running the show which if you guys have ever seen ralph breaks the internet you know it's uh <laughs> entirely possible but uh i'm trying to convince the lovely mrs helster weaver to be on the show with me next week so for all of you out there that have her number or have her on Facebook messenger, text her, tell her you want to see her on the show next week. Um, and I'll see if I can't get her on. So I've tried in the past. She never wants to, but this week she kind of seemed a little swayed. So I'm going to try. Here's the thing. If you would like to see Rachel on the show next week, hit the crap out of that heart button, hit mm -hmm. it like crazy. Let her yep. know that you want her on the show next week. Yeah. Um, well, we're going to try to get her on. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But anyways, uh, to, to bring it back around as far as treating people nice and stuff. And we we're talking about being in Idaho and they, they kept talking about everything going on in Seattle. And um, I, I was caught off guard the other day. Uh, we have a client and, and really good friend of mine who is a Tacoma police officer. And I was at their house having a having a whiskey and an early afternoon nip, if you will, um, on their deck, looking out over the water and talking some business and I said, man, how's it been? You know, being hey, a police officer hey Luke, right now. Luke, Luke, hold that thought for a second. Cause I'm actually looking at the Facebook thread, which is just a little bit behind us talking in yeah. real life. The hearts are going absolutely crazy, but I think Rachel's watching the show because there's a lot of angry faces too. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I'll, 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 buy, I'll buy her a nice bottle of red wine and see what i can't make happen but um but anyways uh the point i was going to make was um i think so much of how we treat each other and we've talked about this before is, is dictated by the media and what we see and obviously and it puts us off it puts us on guard you know what i mean and yeah. two things have happened in the last like week and a half that kind of highlighted that for me it was one in idaho um everybody was oh let me work again um <laughs> rachel just said i'm not doing the angry faces i'm not sure who that is <laughs> <laughs> um anyway um uh, let's see two is good to go all right um idaho really is seeing western washington show their ass which i've said this before um, in the sense that everything that's just on the news and everything that's going on had gone on with CHOP and it's still going on with protests and everything else. 
And then um, I was at um, our buddy's house, who's Tacoma police officer. And I said, man, how's it, how's it been out there for you? And he goes, you know, never better. And I'm like, really? And he goes, this is the sad thing, really. He's like, one, Tacoma is not Seattle. He goes, Seattle's a different thing altogether. He's like, but actually, not a day goes by. I don't have random people walk up to me and hand me Starbucks gift cards. Tell me thank you. We appreciate you. He goes, it's been way more, tenfold more now than it has been in the last 30 years of me being a police officer. Um, and I, I don't, we're not seeing that enough. You know what I'm saying? We're not seeing anywhere. It's, it's all about defund the police. It's all about you know, um, everything that's going on or, or police brutality, or we don't want police and, you know, F the police, NWA, whatever. And it's, <clears throat> we need to see some of that other side, man, you know, of people who genuinely appreciate what 99% of police officers do yeah. and, and are showing them. So, you know, I, it was really uplifting to see our buddy be so encouraged in what he does after right. 30 and so you know nearing more towards the end of his career than he is the beginning obviously and so that's um that's important stuff man it really is and i don't, I don't think we're seeing that enough and i you know it's like eric's heroes that he does the thing on como news 4 i'm gonna email him today hey eric's heroes man why don't you do a story highlighting all the good that police officers are doing so we could get some freaking balance man right so anywho i digress you do you digress but that's good that's all good well, I'm warning you guys, um, we might have some nudity on the show. Oh, dear. Okay, never mind. My I was about ready to say something, and I just went, nope, nope, yeah. let's not say that. <laughs> well, yeah. hey, have you been uh, have you been watching the, the DNC this week? Bro. <laughs> no, I have not. I haven't watched one second of it i haven't watched one thing i haven't read one highlight the only thing i saw which by the way is comedy gold in my mind <laughs> i think i know where you're going with this <laughs> how these things work by the way is it doesn't matter who you support when it gets to the dnc and everyone says who they nominate they all say they nominate the person that's actually going to be that actually won the primary right so in this case joe biden it doesn't matter who you supported to the primary you vote for or you say i nominate joe biden aoc did not get that message <laughs> like, and so uh, well i take that back she probably got the message but um i dude i was dying it, she gets on there she didn't say a single word about Joe Biden. All she said was, I nominate Bernie Sanders. And I just, I think even everybody in the convention was like, what? <laughs> like, wait, wait, what? <laughs> Do you know what we're doing here? Do you know why we're here? So, hey, bud, you want to say hi? No. Okay, no. All right. Hi, Maverick. Hi. Say hi, buddy. Hi. Show him your muscles. No. No? I know they're pretty big. They would just blow us out of here, huh? <laughs> hey, who's my best buddy? Yeah, that's right. I love you. Go hop down. Go play. Let me yeah, finish up. Big. Yeah, I know, man. He's a full grown man. He's got a mustache. <laughs> so anyway. Yeah, so that was the best that was the best thing for me. I she was like, I nominate Bernie Sanders. Um, I was dying, dude. I was just dying. Uh, Zeth said she had already committed to that for the convention before Joe Biden was the winner. That's how the convention works. 
gotcha. yeah, I know. It just it's it's funny. It, it it's the the entire convention process is funny. Uh, just because you know there, I think it's the the optics of it. We're all here to back Joe Biden and, and Kamala Harris, and then here comes someone doesn't have to be AOC, but it happens to be AOC comes up and says, well, hey, uh, Bernie Sanders. It just, the optics yeah. of it are funny. And it's just, yeah. I'm not, it's more of the convention process itself, but I understand, we understand Zeth. We understand the politics of it. And just like we understand that, um, you know, Luke, I didn't tell you this. I was watching, I, I ran across this last night on YouTube and it was 10 minutes of the national media responding to Donald Trump being elected president the next day. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Hilarity ensued. Just watching everybody. It was, it was just like, like everything was going to die. And the last thing you're gonna love this. The last thing they had on there was this guy who was reporting from the, from the floor of the stock exchange. And they're all talking about, well, the stock market's about ready to open here. We're, we're anticipating like an 800 point drop in the first few minutes. And, and oh my gosh, it's going to, you know, the markets are just, they're, they're not sure how to react to this and da, 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 da. And all of a sudden the market opens up and it starts down 80. And he's like, yep, here we go. You know, it's, here comes the downfall. And all of a sudden it goes to 70, down 76 and then down 35 and then down 12 and then up 25 and then up 50. <laughs> and all I could hear was that Larry David from Curb Your Enthusiasm. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Dude, it's uh people predict people like we're trying to predict like the downfall of the country within like a month you know what i mean like dude i can't can you imagine i don't really care to be honest with you but can you imagine if trump gets elected again like what what the reactions are going to be the day after well here's two things and I, i've shared this with you before here's what's going to happen if donald trump gets elected president we're going to have four more years of this exponentially. If Joe Biden gets elected president, we're going to have four more years of this exponentially. We're going to have, we're going to have four years of things calming down. I, I really think so. And, and I think you brought up a good point when we were talking about this was if Joe Biden becomes president, you and I are not going to go out into the streets tomorrow and lose our mind. We're going to go back to doing our job. It's, you know, we're going to put food on the table for our families. We're going to take care of our clients. We're going to go to our churches. We're going to keep doing what we're doing. And right. I think that's the difference. I think that's the difference. There's a lot of people out there who would just go back to doing what they're doing as opposed to, dude, you saw the images of when Donald Trump got elected within the first couple of months. People out there on the streets losing their mind. There's that one image of that uh, lady at Donald Trump's inauguration, and she's on the street corner on her knees, screaming up to the sky. And I'm thinking to myself, really? He by really the way, is going to control your life that much? By the way, and I'm just I'm just pointing this out, man. And I, if any of our liberal friends that are on here want to argue with me, fine. Oh dear. You would have never. You, you'll never catch a conservative crying on the corner about an election you know what i'm saying like, i don't think and, so and i, I hate to point this out you know how many i you know how many liberals i heard say if trump's elected i'm moving to canada <laughs> yeah. you know how many conservatives i heard say if hillary's elected i'm moving to canada zero we just yeah. pick up our garbage we just pick up our freaking uh, our lunch pail and we go back to work like it's all right you know i 
I don't know where that comes from. My liberal friends out there, and I, and I love you. I'm trying to, I'm just asking you, like, seriously, where does that come from? And like, you know, there was a few of them that told me that, and I was like, freaking sweet. And they're still here, and I don't understand it because they promised me they would leave, and I was excited. You know, but then I can play devil's advocate here and say, well, hey, Luke and Rory, you're talking about Idaho, you're talking about Montana because yeah. you can't deal with the chaos that's going on in Western Washington anymore. And to an extent, I would say, you know what? You're kind of right in that sense, yeah. but I'm, but I'm still going to work. I'm still doing what I can do to make that happen instead of that's it. I quit. I'm going to Canada. So, right. I mean, I, I understand it's a little hypocritical what we're saying, but at the same time, it, it's, it is different. Although I'll say this about it, maybe a shade of hypocrisy, except for uh, the fact that like, I'm just talking about a way of life of like yeah. slowing down versus yeah, like yeah. one election setting me off you know what right. I'm saying? <laughs> yeah it's just a lifetime of like who i am and wanting to be amongst people that i feel more at home with versus oh my god you know like i mean literally you know it's like i'm taking my ball and going home like i'm right. not playing anymore. i mean it's it's a temper tantrum right so, if jay Inslee wins the governorship again that's not what's going to cause me to leave the no. state I, no. I've already, I've already been thinking about this for a while. It has nothing to do with him. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we bought our house. Presses. We bought our house in Europe the day Trump was elected, just in case. <laughs> <laughs> oh, presto. Oh, so, but here's the thing, dude. I mean, if people really just sit back and think about it. And I've asked this question to many people who are anti-Trump and I, we got about seven minutes before I got to wrap this up, buddy. Cause I got to head to Seabec. But um, yeah. Yep. I've asked many people this question that are anti-Trump or whatever. Um, how much has your life really changed? You know what I mean? Like people put so much stock in it. Like in you know, like politicians. We all know that I was not a Hillary supporter, which isn't not to say that I was a Trump fan, but right. Either one of them to be elected, I I'm I could pretty much guarantee you that. Today, on August 20th, 2020, if Hillary had been elected president, I would still be here doing the show with you, living yeah. the same life I am now. Like, you know, and it's just like, good Lord, people, you know, you have to try to put things in a little bit of perspective and, and, and try to look at things on a, a little bit more of the minutia, a little bit more of that, that smaller level and realize, like, how much does the president really affect your day to day? You know what I'm saying? Or your month to month or year to year or whatever, like it's just not that serious. And I don't know, man. It's um Luke, that just sounds like your privilege of having a level head is is uh you're 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 using that to your advantage. So, you know, I'm just I'm surprised that you would use your privilege of having a level head to uh, pontificate to everybody. I'll use every advantage I can. Um yeah, I, I don't know, man. I just, I, it's just, people get so worked up and it's, uh, you know, even with Biden and Harris, I, I don't agree with, I don't agree with how they take their coffee, let alone their politics. Like, I don't, I mean, it's just, there's not, and, but if they get elected, they get elected. Like, right. you know, we'll get right. through the next four years and we'll move on. Right. Um, although wasn't it Kamala Harris two months ago who was literally telling them they needed to prosecute Joe Biden for sexual harassment and, and a sexual assault? <laughs> details, details. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you, you get a chance. You get a chance. Go on YouTube and look for Stephen Colbert 
interviewing Kamala Harris and he yeah. asks her that he, he pretty much asks her that like you know you were you were once against him but now you're for him and her answer is gold she just yeah. starts laughing and she says well we were debating it was a debate and I'm thinking to myself but you you basically accused him of being a sexual harasser how was that debate like ha 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 just kidding like <laughs> not in the debates but in interviews you flat out said that he needed to be prosecuted for sexual assault like and now you're like joe biden is the greatest like i mean what happened oh he offered you a position of power that you want uh, you know it's just uh i get debates i 100 get debates but when you go out into the media and in your and and uh, call the guy uh, a sexual predator essentially <laughs> like how does anybody trust you how does anybody get behind you in your yeah buddy um that's just that's just crazy to me uh i'm a hardcore trump hater but swant has made my life more difficult just because i work in seattle i don't even live there says paul yeah i um i you know the the issue with the swant by the way there paul and i i said this yesterday i think to rory or somebody was um i think politicians forget their job and their job is to be the voice of their constituents they're elected to they're elected essentially to see the wishes of their district through. Right. And I think that with a gal like Swant, she got elected and now she's like, yes, I can push my agenda. That's not what you're there for. You're there to push the agenda of your people. And now in the last two or three days, we have seen even her people start to turn against her. Yeah. Um, you know, people in her district filing recall notices and this kind of thing. And so, um, and I, I think that's across the board with politicians. Your job is, you know, it, it, it's like when you're in school and you have a group, you know, and you work and there's a group of five or six of you and one person goes up and presents in front of the class. Right. You present, you're there to present on behalf of the group, not to get up there and start spouting your own nonsense. Um, it's <laughs> your own. And I, I think politicians forget that. Like you're sent there as the figurehead of what your group wants, you know, and anyway, so good times. Sorry about that, Paul. We could sell your house and you can move, buddy. Keep telling you that, but <laughs> Yeah. Any developments on Sawant's recall? Uh, yeah, it's going before a judge, I think. So yeah, uh, right now. to see if there's any malfeasance, which uh, according to a lawyer they interviewed on Como the other day, there is grounds for malfeasance. So we shall see. So that's hot. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> All right, man. Um, I don't think we really uh, did anything except for just kind of ramble today. Um, I would love to talk more politics and, and all that direction, but we'll get there when you get back from Montana. Yeah. Um, we're going to cut it a little bit shorter than we have been today because I got to go work and uh, Rory's got to go pack. So um, again, for all of you, buddy, can you wait just a minute? Um, for all of you out there who don't know Rory, um, if you are a client of ours, Rory will be gone for the next week. So call me. Um, and uh, I will take care of you or tell you to get bent until Rory gets back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and um, Rory's going to come back and find out that I'm on vacation too. Um, <laughs> well, I will, I will not be on the show next week, uh, but the week after I will bring back my report from Montana and I've got a sneaking suspicion it's going to be very similar to Mr. Weaver's report. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm excited for you guys. Uh, for those of you 
who um, have any inkling of uh, Rory's life goals, this could be the beginning of something bigger than um, <laughs> a vacation. Um, but uh, man, I hope you guys have a lot of fun. Uh, obviously, I'm going to talk to you before, but um, I hope you guys have a lot of fun. Shut your phone down. Enjoy, man. Enjoy the family. And uh, yeah, we'll see Rory in two weeks. And until then, everyone text and message Rachel and uh, bribe her to come on the show next week. I love it. I love it. Hey, take care, you guys. Be safe. And I will see you guys in two weeks. Good luck, Luke. Yeah. Oh, Paul says eat some bison in Montana. 100%. Bison is yummy. And, and what's the beer I need to drink? Montucky cold snacks. I'm on it. All right, yeah. you guys. Take care. See you guys. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. That was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, it though. It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. I was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo. <laughs> End of line.